my podcast series. What we feel on earth is just glimpses of heaven because we we aren't even there yet to be able to process what goes on in the actual heaven the worldview. Yeah, what you're saying, but, but what I'm saying basically is that um, that um, there's nothing, there's no place you go outside there that you experience forever orgasm, forever pleasure, forever good. Or but you don't know that. Thing, or, or forever treachery and pain and fire body. There's nothing like that. It happens here on earth. Your pleasure and the, the human experience is like this. Order, chaos, order, chaos. And the goal is to be in the middle, equilibrium. And it's in that middle that we find meaning, and we find purpose, and we find joy, and we find direction, and we find... In this podcast, I'll be talking to my friend Uchi, and we'll be talking about Christianity's impact on morality, and what morality is in relation to Christianity. Also, we'll be talking about Freud's analysis on suppressing the human animalistic instinct. We'll also be talking philosophers like Nishi and Dostoevsky. He created a character in his book, Crime and Punishment, where the character believed humans had no intrinsic value. Then, decided to go all out. His conscience ended up dealing with him. At the end, we talked about Stalin's Soviet Union. We'll also be talking about Western morality. We'll also talk about what is a human. We're going to talk about heaven as a motivation and meaning. How our central nervous system is adapted to meaning. We'll touch this topic because they work with this understanding oneself today and where we stand. The goal, an attempt to help us understand our core values while attempting to recruit them. It starts now. That's what we do. Hello guys, welcome to my channel. So today we have um, Uchi to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Uchi. <laughs> um, I'm actually a good friend. <laughs> what you want to say? Okay. So today we'll be talking about um, three, three, three topics. Christianity. We'll talking about three topics. Christianity's impact on our civilization, one. Um, Christianity on imposing limits on the average human, two. And um, the final one is um, Christian tradition, how our parents, the school, the teachers, you know, condition our brains to go their parts. And the first, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So you, were, you, you, you came up with something that's, um, um, that's, why is Christianity's view? What is Christianity's view on morality? That was your first question. Yeah, more yeah. like my first like response-ish. Not, not really like my question. So, based on like Christianity's view of morality, so like I brought that up because it kind of relates to kind of like explains Christianity's impact on civilization, and I feel like. I don't know, our, like Christianity, Christianity and their morality is one of the things that like um, over the years have had impact, most of the impact on civilization. So for its basis, so first of all, the basis of like Christianity's morality and like its impact on civilization is from the Bible and what the Bible says about who God is and how like people who believe in God should act and how that should flow into their like that was basically what I was waiting for. Yeah. So I was listening to this lecture on, on um biblical series. This guy Jeter Peterson was talking about um, how the idea of God came to be and all that stuff. So a morality it was basically like um, um morality is what people believe to be true is how they act out. Like it's not necessarily just theoretical. Like 
you believe this is true and you actually act it out in the world. So that basically shapes our our moral moral sense. But then my my own my own issue with this um not his definition my own issue with um with synthesis morality is like um yes this is how we this day we have actually observed how people act over the years. I'm not talking about the talking about human the human and the human and um race kind of. We're able to document this down with stories, and these stories are put together and compiled and we're put in the Bible. And we like now this now from our foundation, the bed. Culture A, culture B, culture C. We took from each from each culture, and now this is how culture A acts, culture B acts, culture C acts, and we enmeshed everything together, and we were able to form this um this book. Now the thing is, most of us are actually like um, um Christians. Like mouth, mouth, um, lip service, mouth service. That's the word. That's the word. <laughs> Currently, people use virtual signaling. I don't, I don't know. But then we, it's not something like invite. We don't ask this. We are just like, you know, we are just like basically saying what we have crowned. It's the Bible, the Bible's word is that it's not yet made flesh in us. Yes, that's the word. So that was my own, that was my own basically on this morality because. How many friends that like basically they don't buy this good stuff, this good idea? And what they just realize is this um um what, what, oh, this this podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was like, now so he was like um um scientific truth is basically what things are like science science why we want to deduce matter and the truth of objects. Well, religious truth is how you should act. So like scientific truth is not. And, and, and religious truths are not the same thing, but both of them are true in the sense that this has its own purpose and this has its own purpose. But at the end of the day, they're all, they're, they're all for the truth. Scientific truth has to do with objects. You want to, you know, they revolve to do with behavior and how we act. The next point you were, you were going to, the next, your next thought was um, why does the Bible believe one should be, should be moral? So like, like what, do you, what do you mean by it? Why it's not really it's why christians believe it to be moral so it's because the reason why morality when it's when it's being practiced correctly when it's being like actually like embedded into the human being the reason why people like act that way is because god is holy like the god we believe in is holy and so as his children as people who believe in him and love him he calls us to be holy like he is. Not perfect, because we can't be perfect because we're human beings, but we're to live. Um, and it's not based, it's not really based, it's not based on like rules. I know some people and like some some sects of of Christianity have made it based on like just rules, rules, rules. It's more of like morality, Christian morality is more of like a reaction to the love of God that you experience in your life. And so you're like, oh, okay this like this is what god has done for me this is who i am in christ okay so it, it kind of makes sense that this is how i act like i'll act it out so it's kind of like for example i'm a nurse now so i i'm a nurse so there's things that nurses do there's things that nurses are not supposed to do like it's not just based on the rule but like based on what you've known what you know what you've learned in school on written rules what? Unwritten, unwritten rules. 
yeah unwritten like is unwritten like there's unwritten and there's written as well but there's like there's also the way you just know nurses should act within the hospital and stuff like that and how they should compose themselves on social media you know to protect privacy and all those kind of things so it's more of like a reaction towards okay this is the responsibility i have sorry to protect what? to protect patients okay yeah so, so we know that like this is a responsibility as I have, so therefore I will act this way. And like, it's not like a, it's not like a heavy-handed like. I know in like, Christianity they're like, oh, this, uh, like people view God as this like heavy-handed like, oh my god, if you don't do this like, you know, right. you're going to die or something like that. Which that, that, based that, 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 on, like, that was the Old Testament God. Yeah, and be, and the reason, and that's the thing, like it's so nuanced because like the the reason why he, he like he behaved that way with his people at that time was like the reason why he gave them those rules was to like set the people of Israel, those were like the first, I guess you call them Christians, to set them apart from um from the other cultures that were around them because the other cultures were doing some very quiet but very things. So he set them apart to make sure that like they were different and they didn't follow these um like the cultures of these people because he had the he had he set them apart for a reason because that was the lineage that Jesus was meant to come from. So if all these people like no no not necessarily because I can remember the part when he was talking about um when Paul in Acts where they're arguing about the Gentiles now coming to the battle of us and he was like he, he came for all. No, yeah not necessarily just Jews. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's really uh, it's really like excluding any re, any race. It's just that this race, okay. Some some in the Bible they talk, talk about the story where a man sends out his guards to go call um he um, his friends and he invited Elia and other people to come to his wedding back his banquets. And when mm-hmm. when they went, they killed all. And then he went to the streets and invited everybody. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of whatever I so I think it's for yeah. so that, I just wanted to that you know continue you're, you're talking about uh, yeah so the sense of which I said like it was for the Jews wasn't wasn't in terms of like he was sick like excluding them for joining it wasn't like he was excluding them he was it's for that certain time that certain time in history that he sets them apart but like people could still come into the Jewish into the we can't call it Christians because Jesus wasn't there then, but people could still come. They just had to like adopt and all of that. But like in terms of setting them apart, he set them apart because those other um tribes they weren't like believing and they were hostile to um to the Jews, if that makes sense. So he did that, he set them apart so that there would be a difference until Jesus would come, the Holy Spirit would come, and then everybody could be included into like the promise. If that I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but, but, but he kept he he he, he, he didn't really want them to be excluded per se. It's just that they were not buying, they were not buying it. Like you go to this place and preach, and they were not, they were deaf on their own practice. They didn't want that your know, Christianity. No, they were really practicing their probably Judaism or something. And now, okay, now imagine you're a Muslim, like come and start preaching and Christ the gospel to you, telling you that he's going to give you. A new life that he's going to uh, like all these Christian doctrines are coming to preach to someone's most people. Islam is close to us. I'm looking for a religion that's so far from ours. 
I just really want to use but basically I'm coming to tell you something that's contrary to your belief and this is these are not things that your parents told you these are not things that you grew up with these are not ideas that um were around you and how do you just expect me to buy that and accept your religion and just come so I think these were those people's views and I won't really say they were doing bad because like you have your own views I have my own views we I think the, the, the final point should be the middle. Like we should both converse and then you agree on some parts. I agree on some parts. You disagree with me on some parts. I agree with you on some parts. Now the end we come to the middle. But these guys that were excluded in quotes were deaf on their own practice. They didn't want that. In fact, okay, they crucified Christ. They sent him, they 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 once wanted to stone him and he managed to escape. Like many instances where um Christ always tried to, to um influence them. Now this, this makes me get back to I wonder I'm not I'm not so pattern with this because I like, just everywhere. Um where Christ was like even in his home the prophets not recognized in his hometown even in his own hometown his people did not buy this message he had to go out and preach this not even in his so he was always going House, whoever wanted to join him, join him, like whoever bought this thing, came in. Like you, you get. I don't feel there's this exclusion stuff and these guys being. I just feel like, regardless of your trees, your tribe, whatever. If you accept this, this view, this man's view. That's basically what I just think and feel about this stuff. But well, I like what you're talking about. Um. Um, the I feel like we're saying the same thing, but like you're not understand what I'm saying because what you're saying is right. But I feel like in terms of what I was talking about, it wasn't flowing in the sense because I now I'm getting a bit like kind of confused about like what's like what you're relating to. So I was talking about why God gave like so I was talking about morality, about the rules, like how it has transformed from like very rigid rules and and then it's not like guided by the holy spirit and it's not as rigid as like how god influences his people is not as rigid as how it was in the old testament so i was explaining why in the old testament it was that way and in terms of and so that's why i was explaining this in the setting apart and like setting the people like the issues apart from the other tribes and stuff like that even though this they could still come he just wanted them to seem different and all of that don't well, be infected. What? Don't be infected. Yeah, something like that, so that they won't be infected because of the practices that these people did and like the gods that these people worshipped and stuff like that. And even they still disobeyed and they still got infected as they saw the consequences of their actions and stuff like that. So I like, that's, I like, I like this point you mentioned because I actually wrote, wrote about it. Why is it that um um there's only there was only one God, like when the Israelites derailed, God punished them seriously. Why is it that He was bent on just following Him? Do not look any like the Bible says, another false not cold or spit out of the mouth. Why is it that He was bent on just Him? Any other one, you're struck, He will deal with you. We'll send serpents to, to wipe you guys in. So, because they were already in a covenant with Him, like it's just like if you're married to like if you're married to someone you're not going to expect them to to sleep around like unless 
you're doing the whole open relationship thing, whatever, but if you're like in a traditional marriage, like a covenant marriage, where it's just you and one person, you're not going to be okay with them sleeping around, which is what he, like the Israelites were in covenant with him. And in the covenant in those days, like you're supposed to, how it was, why it was so, we were trying to explain how, why it seems so like drastic. I can't explain it fully because I'm not God, but like, in those days, if you keep a commander with someone, that's why they use, they killed animals when they were keeping covenants because the blood means something. So um, so the slaughtering of an animal, which is what he did with Abraham back then, who is the father of Israel. So if you slaughter an animal, it means that like if one person breaks their own part of this covenant, that person is like, you can die from me because you're, you're um, dishonoring this covenant. So... God himself had been keeping the covenant from Abraham to Jacob to bring them out from Egypt to setting them in Canaan and oh, all these things. What would particularly kill you? Is it like if you go outside because you're, you're sacrificing the blood of the animal that you you can get killed? What would basically kill you, the dead animal? No, like based on their, like the Aramaic tradition then, like you could, like you could be killed if you broke a covenant, like a serious covenant that you had with people, especially when there's a witness or something like that. That was the culture that they had then. Yeah, that was the culture, based on their culture. So God himself had been keeping the covenant throughout, but then the Israelites were now dancing around with all these idols and all these kinds of things. Like, it's like, if you're not going to be, like how I think of it, if you're not going to be part of the covenant, like fully leave, but like don't expect him to keep his own part of the covenant and then you dance around with idols, just like in a relationship, and then nothing will happen. And at the same time, he like also created you, so it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> what I, you have what I, authoritarian system, like Stalin. Oh, well, I just like oh, it's, it's kind of like what I, you know, what are you doing? Like not, and like you must, you don't have a choice, no free choice. You must. This is it. You have a choice. You have a choice to leave the covenant, but like if you must abide, because basically people wanted the. They wanted the good things that came out from the covenant, but they didn't want to okay. adhere to the covenant. Okay. So it's like you can leave if you want to. Like they had, to, like if you like, they had part of like the in Exodus. They're like, yeah, if someone chooses to go, yeah, sure. They leave the outskirts of the city, like the the camping ground. You leave, and everyone knows you play. Like if you want to leave, leave. But like if you're saying that you're abiding, mm, yeah, you're seven to master. So it, it kind of like doesn't make sense, and then. While they, why he would send people out, he would like kill people. Is like you're not going to like influence the other people. You know what I mean, like lead the other people that are also trying to stay within the covenant, and you're trying to not lead them astray. So it was kind of like that's why he had to like separate, like remove, separate those people from the other people that wanted to keep the covenant. Okay, I get this point you're saying, but this um, why we should be moral aspects. Like basically, like what I really actually understand from this is that um, um morality basically basically has to do with how we act, and how we act basically has to be of purpose to ourselves now in the present and our future selves too, and not just ourselves now in the future. It has to like be in harmony with my family, like how to be at peace, like equanimity. That's with my family, and how how I act too has to be at peace. In the society. So at the same time, um, I'm pleasing each sex as I go. I'm not acting in a way that's going to that that 
that would disunite myself and my family. Neither am I acting in a way that would disunite myself and my family and society. So like the morality is constrained with your, your, your actions should go according to the precepts of your home and the outside world. That's basically how you see this morality stuff. Like actions should at each level and then at the same time you too it should actually please you. So that's my well, that's like what I was going to understand from tomorrow. So, and secondly, um, I think it's sacrificing, sacrificing animals and all that stuff. Um, it is this is really just about we understood that um, we are able to sacrifice our present now for the future. That's basically why we work out, why we go to school. This is like preparing for future self. We sacrifice something when you're in school. You sacrifice. You might sacrifice sleep. You sacrifice enjoyment. When I mean enjoyment, party and all that stuff. You say all for what's your degree and what's that degree for? That degree is for for your job in the future. And what would that job help us do? That job helps you live a better life, earn money, be able to afford the goods of life, and be happy in quotes, whatever that means. Um. So like the aspect of sacrifice, I think necessarily sacrificing current pleasures for future you. Just like when you take alcohol or you do read the Sweet fall of it all. Sweet fall is too far. When you wake up in the morning, the hangover, the hangover is you like it's almost worse than how you were before you actually. So a believe sacrifice means this is the present. You mustn't enjoy all the present has to offer. You have a future that you need to strive towards to, and that future requires you to actually um have some temporal pain. Now, for the future, I, I don't really see it as a, um, um, any kind of, I see that the covenant with our future. That's basically how I see it, if it makes sense. Do you get A compromise for the future, is that what you said? No, I think it's, it, okay, that's okay too. You think that is okay? Yes. I didn't hear what you said, so I was saying what I thought I said. I yes, heard you that's say. okay. I, I can't recognize the particular word I say, but that's what we did. So I think sacrifice has to do with compromising now, Sorry, sacrificing now or um, suffering now for our future selves. See that what I get from this book confidence picture. Okay. You, you, you get the picture. And then the next part you're talking about what is the what is the addition of greater good? How did they achieve that? So the greater good um, came in terms of like sort of so in. I don't know. I feel like the, the the secular view of like morality is that you do moral stuff for the greater good and stuff like that. So I was trying to like relate it to like Christianity, like what what we view as greater good in Christianity. So the greater good, basically, as a Christian, is your so your basically so the broad banner is uh, in fulfilling this greater good, you are following God's will and plan for. Your life and life of other people around you. But, but, what, that, but what, what do you mean by greater good? Like, what does that mean? That's what I'm. That's what I'm explaining. So that was the broad thing. So greater good is God's will and plan for yourself, people around you, everything you're doing, fulfilling your destiny, or something like that. And then, in other terms, in the words that Jesus used, is um, loving God and then loving your neighbor as yourself. That's what mm. greater good is. So whatever that plays out as in your life in little like 
little decisions, whether it's to not murder somebody or whether it's to let someone live or whether it's to allow someone to walk in front of you or something. Yeah, so not like whatever it looks like. So that that's like what um I think greater good is in Christianity. So yeah. Greater greater good, greater good, greater, greater good sounds it's only it's only so so um artificial, artificial in my head. Uh, let me I, I think I prefer using artificial. Yeah. Yeah, but like I used it because that's usually what people, at least especially here in the West, like here, morality is based on greater good. It can be, and but then the greater good is, is it greater good for just yourself? Or is it greater good in sacrificing for others as well, for your family, for your community? So like, it's very like, like you said, superficial and it can be in any direction because it's not clear. It's, it, it can be very vague, but like, so that's why I use it and I turn around and like, okay, in Christianity, what, can, what is our greater good? And so our greater good is um, a result or action that glorifies God and shows that, like, shows your love for God and shows your love for other people and your love for yourself as God has created you. Just mentioned, it sounds, have you read any of Nishi's books, Frederick Nishi? I've heard his last name from some people before. Okay. I, I, read, I read one of his books last, last year. Those clothes I have to try. He was talking about um, Ubermished and uh, Undermished and um, Higher Man and Overman and Underman. Overman, basically, he, he the man who takes responsibility for his life is ready to suffer. He's not ready to be mediocre. He's mm -hmm. like, good. And while the Underman is the guy who just wants pleasures from life, pleasure from society, yeah. progress. He wants the, 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 the society, he is in the government to build a progressive system in the sense that he will get pleasure from, he will get pleasures and he will work less from the cuts. When I mean cuts, like on this community system, they pay your rent, they give you food and all that stuff. No, yeah. the government doesn't. He fights against what is wrong. He stands for himself. He doesn't seek useless pleasure and all that, all that stuff. But in this greater good, it was his book on um, on um, good and evil, and it sounds more like Sigmund Freud's um, view on um, civilization in this content when he was talking about how the individual's instinct, the individual's animalistic—that's the word—urges has to be suppressed for the good of society. Basically, suppressing ourselves, our animalistic tendencies, so the society can survive. Like it's not everything you can. There are things you feel you want to do, but you can't just do it in society because it harms you. Yeah, and others as well. That's contain my oh, Bonisha's poem was I think it's good. Let me read that line. It was like um the greater the greater good the individual submits to the community while master morality is individualistic, that which makes a man the man it is. Let me read it again. The greater good, the individual submits to the community. While master morality is individualistic, that which makes a man the master of his own destiny and fits. But like when you are state moral, um, this initiated friendship between state morality and master morality, state morality is a moral system like Christianity, like communism, requires requ requiring submission to um, to others for the greater good. Now, Nishay was basically saying, now this is the individual. I'm submitting myself. Okay, just like let me use an example. I have a job. I'm submitting myself to my boss so I can get my pay. Mm -hmm. If I'm outside that, I won't get paid. 
that's slave morality. Well, um, master morality, which he terms this is the better for the greater good, is I am responsible for myself. I'm not trying to please anyone, society for anything. I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, this needs some kind of curtailing discipline. And that's where um, this religious, religious um, um, divide becomes in. We see that morality is basically how we should act. Now, if you're just acting, 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 and there are no constraints, I think that's what the Ten Commandments did for the Israelites. Like when Moses saw, when Moses saw that these were what these guys were doing, that were making them harm themselves and, and kill each other. He was the mediation. He was the, the judge. He was the lawyer. He was the one. When you have a problem, when Uchi and Akachuka's problem, we go to Moses. And he said, for, for a long time, he has been doing this. Yeah, Moses had, had realized that this things um we i am settling for this guy and they are now living in peace again are basically what are basically what you documented he has noticed that when they kill each other they come to him one person is angry when you start still on that person's stuff whatever it is they come down um, they come to him they're in conflict when they take another person's wife they're in conflict when they um, do not treat their neighbor as themselves, when they don't love them, they're in conflict. So I think it was these things that um, Moses realized when he went to the temple, when he went to um, to the mountain. Got this templates down, was able to articulate this peace medium. Mm. Not kill, that should not steal, that should not commit adultery, that should not do this, that should not do that. And he brought it down. So I believe, like in a society, according to nation, all these people, you have to be constrained. Your 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 animalistic tendencies have to be constrained by certain laws. But at the same time, that individual is still an individual with intrinsic values, and is divine in some sense. Like okay, not like how the law the law the law is. You are constrained by the law, but at the same time, the law is kind of limited by you because you can go against the law, do the the punishment. Yeah. If it makes sense, you get the picture. Yeah. You can actually kill someone and do whatever you want. But it's punishment if you get caught, whatever. So I think I um um this greater good and all this um morality and um I just think this is it. You have to act according, like I said, how you're acting should please your family. When I say please, I don't mean that kind of I just mean you shouldn't go outside the tenets. Of your family and society, and you should also be pleasing yourself. So these three things have to balance. That's it. That makes sense. A lot of the times when your um the worldview and morality that you have aren't don't please your family and don't please society. Like for Christians now, for someone who's like living according to morality of the Bible, it would say that like our view of morality does not please society, at least anymore. As time as we progress, and it doesn't it doesn't add up with what society sees as moral anymore. You and mean, also it's like you mean like LGBTQ? Just give one example, a standard example. Like in terms of like the of like the the progressivism progressivism, that's a word, of like how society is becoming now and like the Western influences on like on basically every on basically everything and like the pluralistic nature of the world now and like even in Nigeria, even like everywhere, it's, some places are more progressive than others, but like, so like, what about when there's that friction? 
Good. Of what morality is. Yeah. And what society morality is. I like I like this point because it's not it's not yet what I want to talk about certain truths, meaning and our our nervous system and um goal orientation is still related to meaning. Okay. Now basically is it just like in politics we have in America, for example, you have the liberals or you have the conservatives. The conservatives, you know more but okay, I think I sent you one, one lecture because um, do you see it now personality? Openness, consciousness, extraversion, neuroticism. I haven't listened to any of them. Basically, you have an idea of it. Now, the people that the conservatives are people who they keep things in a box and they do not want anything in this box to be altered. Mm. This is the box, and everything will be this way. But the open people, these um, conservative people, they are high in um, they're high in um, they're, they're high in um, conscientiousness. That's the word. Now, this um, the people, the liberals, they are. They're high openness, openness basically. You're open to new ideas. Now, we can we keep bringing up ideas. These ideas might be progressive or might not be. I think I already there was a there was a there was like a, a country some years ago that um, um the conservatives were like, this people wanted to let in other people to their country. Now the conservatives were like, no, do not let them in. What they have a disease or this or that or blah 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 or kill us? And then the open people kept fighting at the end of the day. They said, okay, let's let them in. And these guys came in and they had a disease that they didn't have in their own country. And it's spread mm-hmm. them. Now, I think the, the solution has to do with the middle ground, the mediation. Like, truth comes from dialogue. Um, constantly, I should, the only way I can get the truth about myself, the real truth about myself is. I should be articulate and actually realize myself, write down how I think and what I'm thinking, and, and then critique from others. Then I have to blame the boots to get the middle line. That's what prevents extremism. Do you get? Yeah. Thinking- Sorry, I, I get, but like I don't fully agree on like the terms of like taking other people's truths to make to like make a middle ground for yourself. I feel like you well, can make a middle ground in terms of existing with other people but like you don't have to you don't have to like accept I get, yes, yes. when i say other people i don't i mean i don't mean other people i mean people that actually know you that you've known for like five six seven years your real friends you get mm-hmm. real critique from not people that are like ah um um which um like you tell you tell your friend i want to go i want to um i don't use an extreme example well I want to become a man. I want to. I want to. I want to trans. What's the word? Become transgender. <laughs> no, that's not the word. I want to mutate. I want to become a man. Yes, transgender. Ah, you say mutate. <laughs> <laughs> you got basically that. That's what. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. But mutation. Not, I mean, scientifically, that's not mutation. But like, what? we can take that. The only way I can get the truth about myself is if I actually get feedback from other people. Like I should hear from my enemies, if that makes sense, and from my friends, and then from myself. This now the middle. If like these three, this is just like a, a triangle. The middle is where the truth is. Do you get? I guess the the, the, the extreme is basically when that what they call narcissism. Is it narcissism or I don't know the word to use? When it's just only my thoughts, and I believe in my own stuff, and I do my own stuff. I don't listen to other people. That's, yeah, that's the same, yeah. 
that's what, that's what this authoritarian is good. Not like an Nigerian parent that this is it. This is what, no, no, nothing. This must be it. Many parents are like that. Then I, I okay, one day on my last talk, I think my friend there. In the Bible, the time of Solomon and Gomorrah, God and Abraham negotiate him. But like, if I can find, start with 100 people, I think, 100 good people in this, I will leave this place alone. Then Abraham it was oh, less than 100, Sha. It was less than 100, started, but like he kept, he was listening to I was like, so even God negotiates, and you, I'm like, my dad, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the to be fair, to be fair, honestly, to be fair, they act based on what they saw, what they saw growing up, and what they saw as the right way to parent. That's a whole topic for another, for another day. For me, I've been trying to define what does it really mean. This is actually something I really know. This on this on Facebook, which are those things and all that stuff. And I like time. I like time. Um, 
Job and um, the beginning, the other man is and um, Virgin Mary. Those things are scientifically they're all lies. They never ever happen. They are metaphorical. Let me tell you. But then these images were constructed by people over time who have actually lived in their consciences, in their conscience, like, let me put it this way. These guys were working based on unarticulated knowledge. Let, 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 let me just see that way. Um, for them, they, they, they ascribe a lot of things to God. They, that's why I recorded it, basically. They, not the thing that they don't understand, they ascribe it to God. And over time, some wiser people among them were able to document their core actions and their core beliefs. And they kept doing this over time. And with four minutes, they did some stuff. With four minutes, they did some stuff. With four minutes, they did some stuff. They kept doing this, they kept doing this. They asked how, they watch how people tend to be successful. It's documented. They, for their, their, their Christian past, they leave something above. When I say something above, a God person, like Jesus, like for Christianity, we have Christ. Um, other, we have other religions. We have um, Madoc, we have um, Thor, we have this, we have that. Now, this was the supervising, I don't think this was supervising, but it was the ultimate that it did not exceed. And I think how that one came to be was in the in the in the in the beginning part of the Bible, the Genesis part, the part the first Genesis, the um, Exodus. Um, you see lots of contrast, lots of um, I won't say contrasting beliefs, lots of unbelievable things like um, when if someone comes to you, if you're a woman commits adultery or stone hard, like all this funny, funny, funny stuff that you can't actually like, you can't, you can't bring them together with the good parts of the Bible because they see a lot of people. So you get what I'm saying? All those evil parts, like not necessarily evil, like the parts where you say, um, when you say strike this one, kill this one, do this one, bring this one in front of the, 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 the altar, let it go, let it go come into stone. You can't bring this funny part of the Bible together with the part where they say love your neighbor and do good to, to this and do that. No. So the this part, these things are then basically these people were trying to come together, we're trying to amalgamate, that's the word, different societies. And now, like I was saying earlier, from society B, they took the good, um, the, the morals and the values of society B. From society A, they took the morals like that, like that, like and they created a C, a center point. This is um, what we chase people believe in. This is what I catch people believe in. This is what um, not Nazar people believe in. And now that center point was, let me call it C or D, and that's the God. Did you get what I'm saying? Wait, is that like your view of what's I'm trying to like understand? Is that what your view of what they made the Bible on? On is that your view of like what the, the Bible is based on or what like religion is based on? But 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 not fully, like not the entire thing, but this is how the, 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 the ultimate person, the ultimate model. Good. That means the Christ model, but this Christ model is basically based on. The ideal, the ideal, this is how we should act. I wrote this down, I wrote this down, I wrote it down with that, that PDF. 
that I showed you. I'll try to make it as simple as possible. Let me know. Sign in. Uh huh. Underlying animalistic motivations and surveillance them. Freud. Super ego. Spirit best unknown answer. My last video. I know a spirit controls our being. Okay. The idea of God was to abstract the ideal, the ideal way of living. Like the idea of Christ, basically, your God, the way, whichever that you see in any tradition. It's, it's not the part of something like I said, I would chase people, Nazar's people, Akachuk's people. Mm. We brought the three of them together. We brought the three of them together. Okay, the, 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 the fundamental moral principles that guide A, B, C together, and then this is the D. And this was the God. This is the God idea. I think what I tell you guys from this, um, that now this is, the, this is the ideal way to live, so that A, B, and C can live together peacefully. That's what the whole Old Testament was all about. There, it, it's not like there was really, it's not like there was any like any abstract God anywhere. No, this was the ideal, so that we can all come together and live. Now, for Christians, we have Christ, and the Christ idea is the ideal way of living, the ideal human. Which almost none of us can ever get to that state. An impossible because not at the point. It, okay, human human life is, is suffering. Human life is, is just there's just more suffering in human life that even God as man, I think at the end, um on the cross. Sorry, he did before he went. He did before he was about to kill. Mm -hmm. He was like, let this cup pass over me. And um God told him my, my grace subject for you. Like no, like, that's that's someone else. But the suffering that I mean, I go I mean the thing about the suffering that he endured in getting us to get semi two things. So it was obviously it was the anticipation of the suffering of crucifixion. Like everyone already knew what crucifixion was and how painful it was. But like the second thing too, the second um reason too that he said that was because like in what happened during crucifixion was basically him being separated. Like I'm not trying to like undermine like the human nature of Christ, but like I'm also like trying to like bring the theological meaning of what he was experiencing in um in the Garden of Gethsemane. Basically, he was experiencing like the and what happened on the cross. Like what happened on the cross is basically him being like separated from God. Like imagine God, like him, God, Jesus being separated from God and then enduring. Because what we believe he did on the cross was him taking all the sins of everyone. And so er taking everybody's sin, separating from God, sin separated from God. And so that separation from God, that's that was like that also was the suffering that he he asked to that let this cup pass away from me. So like it's it wasn't just the physical separation. Come again. Come again. That separation from come again. The separation from God? What parts? Yes, continue from there, continue from there. So like I said that the separate, so what he was enjoying Gethsemane, what was going on um, like during the crucifixion, everything, it was him enjoying like the physical extreme pain of crucifixion and the scourge and all of those things. And it was also him enjoying the sin, like bearing all the sins of all the people that he died for. And that's and that sin separating him from the presence of God, that like depravity. Oh, do you think it was necessarily feeling anybody's thing when they were beating him or the pain or the physical pain? They slapped him, they spat on him, they wiped him, 
which of them do you think he was actually feeling in the moment? I think it was both of them. I think he felt the, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to, like, take away the the physical implications of what the crucifixion was, because that was that was terrible. I'm just trying to, like, from a theological perspective, like, be, like just trying to, like, add to that and say, like, he experienced that, and but, like, he also experienced the, like, depravity and the extreme pain as well of being separated from God because like ultimately like that is the that's the main form of suffering and like that can no. even lead to like what hell is to like being separated from God like that suffering on its own too was also present during that no. this thing. In that moment he was not thinking about the sins of man. He don't forget he came to he came to the world as man mm. in Jesus form. Flesh and blood, like me and you. Yes. If I slap you, you mm-hmm. And in the moment, do you think as a human being, the sin of other people is what's pressure, is what's uh, head, rather than the koboko? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. The thing, like, I get what you're saying. The thing is, he was 100% God and 100% man. I'm saying that regardless of whether he was thinking of but at that stage, was sin, that was what was happening to him. That was that that was an added swap. He was experiencing the physical pain, but like he also bought because that was his purpose. He came as a human being to bear everyone's sin. So regardless of whether he was thinking about it, which I think he was, because he always seemed like a person of he was always a person of purpose. So I think he was, but I don't know. But regardless of whether he was thinking of it or not, that was what was happening as well. Well, actually, it's it's confirmed that it was purely physical pain he was feeling. There was, there was no spiritual or carrying anybody's How do you pain. know what he was thinking? Because he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm That's what I'm. You saying. have left me before by year. What? You have left me before by year. You have left people to beat me. You have left them to spit on me. You have left. That, so that confirms what pure physical pain. This anger you're coming from, I get it perfectly. Yes. Yes. Christ. But like that's what I'm saying is that in other parts of the Bible, from people from like the apostles, because that's that's another thing too I wanted to say, like based on like what the Bible is. So they like it's not it wasn't just the physical pain that he the reason he cried that like what he cried out was because of his separation from God at that moment on the cross. That was his actual like. That, that, statement, that statement he made was why be forsaking me in this world like without the presence of like without the presence of God because of all of humanity's sin that he was bearing at that time. That was what warranted that comment. And I believe I don't remember where, but I believe it was explained somewhere else um, by the apostles in the New Testament or something. Because they like when I think it was Paul, one of them was explaining um what happened during the during the crucifixion. And so that also leads me to my next point. So like to talk about like that the Bible, because you were saying that like um, you feel that like the Bible was like mostly um, people just like documenting, you said like other people's way of life and how, that was what. Hmm? How and we know, act and, and, and how we act and what makes that person successful in the end. And okay, so the thing is the Bible transcends, that's the well, the Bible, and what it was made for transcends all of that. It transcends people's how people acted, the success. Because if we're talking about success, the early Christians did not like 
yeah, they were success in financial terms, but like these people were dying. They were putting them, like the Romans were like kicking them in the behind. So it wasn't about like, if it was really about what brought them success and documenting and changing it, they wouldn't have added those parts there because ultimately, even now, like, although we're not going to, in where I live now, for being a Christian, for carrying your views and stuff like that, like pursuing Jesus and sharing the gospel, you're not going to be like, Blocked or beaten or something like that, but it happens in other places. It happens in some parts of Nigeria, said like we know it's supposed to you would die. So and in some countries. So where is that opening your mouth to start critiquing another person's own? Critiquing how? The Aisha, what was that girl saying? She was talking about the Islam now. She didn't mind her business and worship her God quietly. No, what she said, what she said, they were sending um even here to if. What I heard for that story, what I heard was that on their um what on their program group chat, people started sending Islamic um what's the word prayers to the chat, and so she said, "Please stop sending. This is a, this is a you know let's say it's economic. This is an economic road. And even what she did, if she if what she like if they did what they did here, because here is very much like no religion, like no one wants to hear about it. Nobody cares. Don't say anything." What she did was right in terms of like here and even just like, I don't know, in terms of like um, being like living with other people, like there are times and places where you can share the gospel. There are good situations where you can share the gospel with other people. And so it's like it's being able to recognize where that time is and like your program group chat is not like, imagine you're trying to figure out an assignment, someone's sending these prayers to the group chat and like it becomes like spam like it's just like all those annoying group chats like you are in secondary school people just are sending all those annoying things to you like i can imagine that i get very frustrating i get at any point say that you guys this girl um thing is broad <laughs> any kind of critique that's what i'm saying was there any critique for what i heard that's not what she said but like they took it as this is what she was doing and I've heard okay. another kind of story like that where like they just mistook someone trying to get their personal space or something else. I don't know. I didn't see the, but based on what I heard about that story, that's what happened. So I'm just like, anyway, so going back to that. So like, what's the, like why the, the reason why the Bible was documented based on what the Bible said, like it wasn't documented just to show how people should live. It does, but like it also, the whole Bible is the story of Jesus from Old Testament to so all the things that happened in between. So Jesus coming and to him being at, like after. It was about the story of Jesus and like to draw people to Jesus. It wasn't just about no 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 no. Um God started fading at some point in the Bible. Like in the beginning, when you start from the Old Testament, as you as you're reading, uh, it starts with God being dead. As you're coming down, coming down, when you're getting New Testament, before the New Testament, so you see man starts taking place. Like man now because Abraham, Moses, this one, mm-hmm. Ishmael, that one, Joseph and his brothers. God, the God factor is very reducing. Just he like very he just let he was I don't he let mom take take the picture. He let me he, put it down. Okay. Yeah. So it's not only about the Bible is not necessarily just about. God and getting to Christ. It's about for like that part alone, that slope that just um related it's to not that. A slope. The slope never went this way. He just allowed someone, he just 
because he created like he never he lets the human beings he created because he's ministering the bible was to minister god to human beings so if the bible was full of just angels talking back and forth like it would make sense to god he does however he wants to do his own thing but like in terms of like logic like you are, are more to learn from you know a human being and the experience of christ than just from an angel even though like he still use angel do you get what i mean that's why he it's the same thing i'm saying and that's why that's why i use that i use that loop i use that from from the beginning of the bible genesis and the rest he's so dense as you're going as you're going he keeps dropping he keeps dropping he keeps now you now come and you see here moses here abraham here elijah here joseph and his brothers Hear all the people who did terrible things and people who did hear Noah. God's the God pitch, the God's domineering good them to that way. Then drop it. A human being that wants a charge. So now mm-hmm. these are real, these are real human figures you can relate to. Okay. Not necessarily, not necessarily an abstract being again. It's not making it more humanistic at the point, okay. at the point the innocent is something the world. Okay. Human form. Mm-hmm. So that that that. The, the bulk of the Bible from like from this like analysis and this understanding is how we should act in this world. Then, then maybe it's a better place for us as the Zodrian. What's that place again? What is that? What's the name of that place again? Revelation. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what that's not based on the Bible. That's not what it's that's not really that's really not what it's based like what's the Bible was written for that's not the purpose of the bible i get what you mean about like the human beings and like them taking more seeming like they take more precedent and i say seeming because those human beings that we still saw were all still under god's providence and i guess that's like it makes sense to say that yeah he was showing how to live if the bible is showing how to live under god's... a lot of time sorry sorry for interrupting but a lot of time they were never um punished think of joseph brothers they killed, you didn't hear anything about God. No, they killed him. They, they sorry, they don't kill him. They threw him in a pit. One of the brothers now said, no, let's tell him. They sold him to who? Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Like, even when, even though it seemed that like humans were taken over, like it, it wasn't a slope of God sort of not being present. It was still him being present, like over everything. His providence covering everything. But using human beings instead as the tools to show tools. and then bring about like the events that would lead to Jesus coming and then everything. And then within that, secondary to that, is showing how we should live within the Potiphar story of how Joseph was his brothers were sold and okay. his brothers were never punished. Look at some Jacob and Esau. After he stole his brother's birthright, where, where was God when he was stealing his brother's birthright or when he was deceiving their father? Look, many, many stories are like, like that. Like the humans were the ones doing their thing. There was no repercussion. They kept going. They kept doing. But then, at the end of the day, what's the, what's the, what can we get from these stories? And I think this is where, um, I wrote this up in this talk. Um, 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 what people believe to be true is how they act. The Bible is representing the lived experience of individuals. Now, I see that we are able to accept what makes people successful 
We're able to see how people can be gullible. We're able to see gullibility in action. We're able to see deceit. Like the Bible does make pure. You may, we could see evil. Look at the story of the um, stealing on the brother's best friend. His mother advised him to how to wear his um, Jacob's Jacob's smell, right? Mm. So he can so he can deceive the father. Go down the line and see how they sold um, Joseph. That just see examples of humans doing the whole stuff. But now we are with this stuff. We can see the lived experience of these individuals, and we can accept how we should order our lives. I, I just think this is what I was trying to write. Okay. Basically, I think this is the picture, the Bible, please, in, in our civilization. Basically, because like now, I'm talking about um, the laws being constrained by, okay, now in the beginning, you see, you hear that um, um, he, he saw that he made man, he saw that it was good. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, there's a part that I'm, I'm looking for in the Bible where you see that um, we good, he made us his own image and likeness. Mm. So we are as divine as he is. We are exactly as he is. We are the ones running the show. Like, it's what we do that turns out, what we do on earth that turns out to be. The part of when he was giving Peter the, the, the staff, he said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be, lost in, shall, be, shall be lost in heaven. Basically, everything revolves around man and his actions. Think at the time of, of the Soviets, Stalin, Hitler. They decided to burn people because they convinced that, sorry, Hitler himself, Internet, you can believe that these guys were dead. The Jews were dead. They're taking their jobs. They were doing this. They were, they were better than them. And he decided to burn them up. And what really happened to him? We humans called everything back to order. America, Britain, the joint forces. Are... So I think the whole picture is in the, the good and evil rest in the heart of man. And it's only by being, by, by, Living in the in the good, I won't really say good, Sha, because good can be extreme. Like what all these left-wing people are doing. Mm. You're, you say your child is 13 years old and he, he feels like he wants to be a woman. Can a man become a woman? No. No? No. What about a transgender? Okay. Transgender? No. No. It will look like to if you want to become a lady but your man, you have something wrong in something your wrong. mind. Something wrong in your family, something wrong in you. What about if someone was non-binary? Come again? Non-binary? Uh-huh. Do you know? Like non like I, someone is is I, you're not a woman you're not a man yeah someone's like someone is is neither there's something else is that it is a man na ye kidemai na yo le peria gwan topis he's saying we have never seen things like those for a man he has a penis for a woman he has a vagina so we know this is a lady this is a man Looking back on it, it was the same pattern, just kids who were really struggling, kids who 
we're very alone and isolated. They have anxiety. They don't fit in with their peers. They don't know where they belong. Maybe they didn't have a welcoming family life. They just got caught up in these communities online. Then they discover, hey, there's this group of people, and they also don't fit in. They're different. They're not sure who they are. Gee. What if it's a woman with a, what if it's a woman with a penis? What? People are laughing. Is that a dumb question? Is that a dumb question? For more on this, check out What's the Woman? A documentary by Mount Walsh. This thing pays me so much. Oh my god. So you are doing good too. So I feel that good and evil will be a balance in the middle. That's why I was saying liberals and conservatives. Before we drifted off that topic, but let, let me get back to that. I was talking about um, we are talking about these progressive ideas that make us better. Well. Telling that you keep going around to still be in the middle. That balance, that balance should still be there, but you have to evolve. Yes, you have to accept new ideas, but the middle ground should still be there forever. Forever. We fight the left and the right, they fight, and we come to a consensus, the middle ground. So I feel that where keeps lies. So if we go to left or we go to right. Everything happens. Mm -hmm. It's the, the, the Germans, they went to left. They followed their ideology to the latter. Killed millions of Jews. Mm -hmm. Like, good. So there should always be two opposites and the middle is where it should be. I basically just think this is where I was trying to arrive with all this my analogy of just coming down and all that. So, but the last part, talking about it. Do you have anything so, to do? Yeah, I feel like I don't know. For me, based on what we explained, like that's something I think about too. And for me, like as one who uses, I feel like the Bible is that middle line thing. That is that middle line that is the tension is what holds people together. Because there's always going to be tension between going to right or going to left or something like that exactly. the and the authority of the bible god himself is that middle land because like in every yes. you've got you've got you've got the picture you've, i was telling you about about christ christ being the ideal this is the ideal way the abstracted good i think that's that's just yeah that's so just it was like the middle however like the terms of i feel like when we say that I don't know. It's when we when you said that, like in the end, good and evil rest in the hands of man. It kind of does, but like we don't have that much power over things in the sense of that, like apart from our our own actions and everything, there is God's providence that overmines everything. Like, we, don't have much power. we don't have much power over what? Like we we don't have as much power as I feel like we're attributing to ourselves in terms of our ability to bring about good and evil, because in the end. The backstory, like that's why I was like in like God there was that's why I feel like there was never a slope because in all the actions of people, both good and evil, because even Joseph at the end, 
at the end of Genesis chapter 50, he was like, you did this to bring about it, but God turned it around for my good. So what he meant was that the overarching, the art of what, because what they, like what, it was still going to happen because not that he was going to be so the end goal of what happened was still going to happen regardless of how it came about because he already had the dream that they were bowing down okay. to him okay they, let me let me ask a question was 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 uh, Hitler punished you don't know if he's punished you know bro i don't know if he came to christ or anything but my dude is probably going to go to hell or he's committing he, he, taking his own life like that's but like even though someone else doesn't punish you like you taking your own life you're still not for me, that's even worse because no, no. I, I mean, like, was it punished by was it punished by any external being or any human? I'm not trying to say that human beings can be absolute in the, in their in their in their malevolence. Like, we can be absolute in our wickedness. And okay, now in the animal in the in the chimpanzee kingdom, these guys they create groups, and when they when they are like these chimpanzees are huge. I was meeting this about some days ago. When they see another tribe, maybe your man, just one person, one chimpanzee, coming to their own tribe, and there are like three or four of them in this one tribe, it's hearing threats. There is no form of, they, not, they won't even get injured. What I'm trying to say that we can exact total evil, and that is evil, and that there's no, and we won't get, we won't get hurt in any way. Someone is punishing us. It won't exactly... seem, I think we won't seem to get hurt on earth. No, no, no. No, if, no, if you leave, what hurts you now is your conscience. If you leave. But if you end up like Islam, boom. <laughs> there's, there's no punishment for you. You exerted evil on the world and you left. As so far as I know, I as far as I as far as I'm concerned, unless Hitler came to Christ, based on what he, his life and everything, he, he's going to hell. There's no renouncing all the bad. How 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 would you how would you recompense for killing? Wait, what kind of penance would you pay? I don't know because like the, like the thief, the robber who died with Jesus, like that's something some Christians kind of wrap their head around. Like that's the thing about the gospel and Jesus that like. Regardless of that's why Jesus came, like regardless of what you have done, so, so, even so, Jesus like cleans the out, even though he still go through, like I don't know what kind of afterlife punishment he might go through. Like, I don't know if he became a Christian, but if he like in heaven or in hell. <laughs> no, before he in his bunker, whatever, wherever he no, 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 I honestly he I honestly don't know what he did, but like I don't know if you can. I like. I really don't know about him, but like based on all statistics, he should be in hell at this at this time with with his demon. No, no. What, what, what I'm trying to drive out that let's forget the idea of hell and heaven. But we can't forget. And realize it. that. It's, no, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I realize that hell and heaven is here on earth. I don't think like so. no. Why? I feel like forms of but, it. You can feel glimpses of it here. But that is mm-hmm. like eternity, like eternally, it's not here because there's. I feel like we can't endure what's hell, real hell is. We can feel glimpses of this. That, 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 that was the Soviet Union. I was reading um, the Gulag Archipelago um, some days ago. Um, Stalin, communist. That was that, that, that was that was um, Germany in 1937. That's what I'm saying. It's 19- 19- like 
it still doesn't compare like as like as terrible as those things they did and as demonic that's, as those things they did were for what, me what more suffering what more suffering can a human go through than that you, it's suffering? read like read it in the bible like you you talk about revelation read the things and it's not just revelation too like isaiah also talks about like what goes on in hell like what could go on in hell like and it's hard to wrap your head around it but like for but me what, what, what went on in hell was what went on here we put you not being in fire <laughs> you're not understanding the picture bring this thing when your head but the, wait, you okay wait we being okay if we're being literal about it the fire these uh-huh. people passed away <laughs> in the fire but the hell in hell you don't die you can't die in hell it's a continuous. No, so basically, no. it's continuous. No. If we're being literal, it's going to be continuous, okay. and you have ones, and you have ones. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, whatever, all the wickedness and the hell-like experiences that we see on Earth, it's not compared to what's actual hell. It's regardless no. of that. People shouldn't. Like, I love this point. I love this point you mentioned because this thing you're talking about the forever on its conscience is not is not necessarily a place that our 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 soul is and is being. Be tortured for life. No, it's your conscience. Um, How? you know, the, wait, I'm coming. You know, Dostoevsky. You know, the, um, um, crime and punishment. The brothers of Kamatov and one one of that book like this. I was reading some days ago. You know, the notes from underground. Now, in his book, crime and punishment. Let me just explain it to you. This guy, what's his name? Kamatov or second version. He believed that there is no Human beings have no, let me use the word, spiritual dignity. Hmm? And he believed that he could set out into the world and do whatever he wanted, whatever evil or good he wanted to do. And there will be no repercussion for him. Now, he's, he went to kill his, um, his, his um, landlady. Human was there, she was being able to, and she was going, she even like committed to the theft of. It was visible to you. I, I, I watched the documentary. So this guy killed his landlady. And after he killed his landlady, yes, the woman is evil and all that stuff. He realized that the, 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 the individual he was before killing his landlady and the individual he was after killing the landlady were two different people. He could not sleep in the night. His conscience kept... I, that's what that forever burning means. Like, if, if I should translate it psychologically or any, if you kill an individual, it will haunt you for life. You keep, you cannot forgive yourself. You're burning in, you can't sleep in the night. You're burning inside. Just look related to normal, just okay, but I'm going to a stream. Normal anxiety of like, maybe evil things you to people. Maybe you just was, and then in the night when you're about to sleep. All those thoughts. <laughs> mm. Then compared to when you're taking life, re- recurrence, you can't, you can't sleep. No. So I think that's what that that metaphor is about saying that hell is constant burning. The conscious keep breaking you for life and you can't sleep. So basically that's what it is. You although, want to do I feel like Sorry. although that's the thing, I feel like people tend to think of hell as I was listening to a podcast on this, people think of hell as a metaphor and I, I agree what yeah that like hmm? what podcast was that oh it was a question ask pastor john he was explaining like okay. um like some things about hell so okay. the thing is 
hell like hell is not metaphorical that's the thing i feel like we should there are things about that metaphorical but hell is not one of the things that are metaphorical and we can even get into like all the literary um uh, the literary um what's the word context in which hell was talked about in different ways and the ways times i can be like okay maybe this sounds metaphorical this sounds non-metaphorical but like it's not metaphorical in the sense that like yes your conscience killing you on earth can be and that's the thing too the reason one of the reasons why it can be metaphorical because there are people who psychologically they do not have a conscience so when they, feel it, they don't feel it oh yeah so i'm just like it's not like hell is not metaphorical i feel like many people tend to i feel like it's a coping mechanism for understanding the things that go on in hell that people usually try to make it think of it as metaphorical but like it's not like especially because the reason why i really think it's not is because number one the way jesus talks about it when jesus when jesus was asked about the sense in which he replied about like what goes on in hell it wasn't in terms of like him talking about like something ancient like if you look at the literary context like there are different writing styles in the bible and stuff like that so the way in which he said it it was like a direct question to an answer it wasn't in terms of how where when you would talk about like parables and stuff it was like actual answer so i think that those things you know although like we although some things in heaven can in on earth can seem close to the things that might happen in hell it, it's still not compared to it and then another reason why i think is not um why I think it's not um, metaphorical too is because on earth, there are some people who psychologically, they do not have a conscience. Those people called psychopaths, like they can't process something being good or bad. So they don't, so they don't have conscience. So that burning, they don't feel it because they cannot, okay. they can't process it. Th that's a good point. That's a good point to mention. I like that point more. Let's go back to the other one about the um, hell, hell being a place that is far, Way beyond our imagination. This thing, the context of this talk is basically on the fact that you believe that there's a place your soul goes to for doing evil when you leave this earth, right? Mm -hmm. And this premise is based on the fact that we are conscious and we feel that there's, there's, there's an expert, there's something that leaves us and then for it when we die. Mm -hmm. And either goes to heaven for the world or hell for evil. Do you think the cheapers is the thing you think? You think the chimpanzees is what? You think the chimpanzees is the same we are thinking? They can. They don't. They weren't made in the same area that we are made in. Consciousness. Their prefrontal cortex is not that developed to be conscious individuals. We are always saying and attributing all this funny theory because we are conscious. We can plan for the future. These animals, they can't. They don't think future. They're living the moment. They don't okay. save food in the freezer. They don't cook and put in their fridge so they eat tomorrow or put money in the bank in the bank so that their daughter or son will go to college or save money to buy a car. Animals can't do it. Animals, they get, they see someone, they see and they munch you down, they eat you. It's only bears that think that hibernate. No, not the official animal, they eat enough. And then when it's weather is to be all those fast and they eat it takes them for the next four, five, three, six months or so. So we are able to conceive all these ideas of the least worse for all our atrocities because we are conscious. Okay. I feel that that is so abstract and so funny. That are just our imagination taking this. I feel the hell and the heaven, heaven like genuinely, if you should translate this in any way, it's here on earth. Heaven, basically, I wrote this thing down. Let me just 
relate to you. How we have constructed neuropsychologically, we don't experience any positive emotion unless we have an aim and we can see ourselves progressing towards that aim. Not necessarily attaining the aim. Let me, let me explain this. We don't experience any positive emotion, uh, positive, positive emotion unless we have an aim and we see ourselves progressing towards that aim. It's not necessarily the aim that gives us pleasure. It's the feeling of getting there. Now, what I heard about this, um, this meaning now is this. Um, your nervous system is devoted. Think of their three moves, freeze, fight, flight. It's devoted to this meaning. There's a way you feel when you are genuinely doing good in the world. You feel like you are actually reaching this aim, this goal. There's really the ultimate, the, the, the ultimate goal. Can, I don't know what about maybe you want to be a good father, or I don't know. But when you feel you, that's how you feel inside you. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. When you feel you are progressing in life, you are doing good in the world, you're doing good in society, you're doing good in your family. It's how you feel. I think that's the him. I think I, I think that's to be honest, if, to be honest, if for me, I like I don't think that's I don't think heaven and we can feel the glimpse. I feel that's a glimpse of a very tiny minute, like the fraction is so little. It's it can't even it even calculate the I feel like it's such a tiny minute what? What? That's not a that is it. That is the it's not, it's not because if else. it is, if it is, to be honest, yeah, because that feeling that we feel can be very fleeting and it's very dependent yeah. on circumstances and situation. Good. That's why it can't be heaven. That's why it can't be heaven. So it can't be just like I'm so sorry. If that is people's heaven, if that's people's heaven, I'm so sorry. It sounds depressing. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> You're looking for forever, forever orgasm. Imagine, see, you have to imagine orgasming for one hour. The pleasure doesn't take long. It might, okay, now, the, 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 the more responsible for positive emotion, uh, positive release, like when, I mean, like dopamine, right? Mm. So imagine if there's a constant influx of dopamine. Let me say, I keep injecting dopamine into your system every two to me. At the point, it, see now, because let me just chat again. The, I've, I've injected the permit in you. You are the highest peak. Just like when you do beat, you're so high. Mm. Do you think if I keep if I keep that you still be in that state? Do you, based don't on, based on if you're doing based, that's that's why I'm just like it's like you can't like you can only try. I feel like we can only try to use our human feelings and emotions to explain what can be eaten. Obviously, based on your human emotion, like it's going to come down. What goes up comes down. Like you can't be on one high based on your human, your human body, your like biological body. But me, I'm of the worldview that like apart from the human worldview, what happens in heaven is apart, like literally the Bible says that our bodies are transformed. That's one of the reasons why like what we feel on earth is just glimpses of heaven because we, we aren't even there yet to be able to process what goes on in the actual heaven that's like that's yeah, like, I, that's the worldview but what i'm saying basically is that um, that's um, there's nothing there's no place to go outside there that you experience forever orgasm forever pleasure forever good or but you don't forever, know that or 
or whatever treachery and pain and fire body, there's nothing like that. It happens here on earth. Your pleasure and the, the human experience is like this. Order, chaos, order, chaos. And the goal is to be in the middle, equilibrium. And it's in that middle that we find meaning, and we find purpose, and we find joy, and we find direction, and we find you're attaining to what the goal example, you're getting towards the goal. And when you're dying, I mean, there are people, you hear stories about people that when they are dying, they are smiling, they are in the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they live their beautiful life. But there are still people that they are dying, they are wrong. Good guy. <laughs> Just like it doesn't always happen like that, but okay, sure. Eh? I say it doesn't always happen like that, but okay, sure. But like no, no, no. But, 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 but you get the context. I get the context you're like you're trying to put forward. But... So, 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 so what I'm saying is that the Bible, I think I think people would have other stuff as a kind of motivation for, for good on earth. As a, as a, as a, because my, my dad really says this thing. He was like, Brita Meda. People that say that there's no God, okay. Let's assume there's sorry, people that say there's no heaven. Let's assume that you would appear this a lot. After doing all the good, it's not better that we went there and realized there was no heaven than we are doing evil, evil, and we are, and we get the knowledge that there was heaven. What do you think that means? I get that. I don't know. I feel like that's one of the it's just the same thing as how people are like, oh, they don't be like if there's no God, it's not better to like, you know, die and find out that oh, maybe there was a God, and then you're not like I'm saying it's illusory, it's fake. So much, you can use fake things to motivate people. It but it's not like fake, that. Though. Like it's, it's, but it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not fake because the thing that actually gets you to heaven, if you're doing based on the Bible, is not even just your good deeds because that's what was something I was alluding to when we're talking about if Hitler actually went to heaven, like how he did wipe away all the things he did and stuff like that. And it's crazy to hear, but like, when Jesus was down on the cross, there were like those the robber beside him. And like I never could understand it did not make that sense. part. Because for you to be crucified, you were like high level, like thief, like no, 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 it wasn't always like that. What what, what did Jesus do? It's not blasphemy. Like, was was no, it was blasphemy, but like what it was blasphemy, but like according to Jew, like he had to have done something high according to either the Jewish or the Romans. So they no. for some reason they elevated it to the level of the Romans and they killed him. But like crucifixion was meant for like the high the hardest of criminals. And so, but no. that robber, he was like told like Jesus told him, You will be with me in paradise, even though he had been doing all these terrible things. So, like it doesn't okay. really matter based, like what you've done. Good, like on edge. I, I like this one to mention. Um, yes, I, I I had this conversation with, with someone one day. I was um, because he told me that it doesn't really matter whatever state you are. Come to come, come God was my grand. Did you see my last podcast? My grand auntie, she's eighty years old. Okay. Let I check it out on my YouTube. But like, it doesn't matter what the atrocities you have committed. Mm. Come to God as you are. Mm. numerous in the Bible. See David. I mean, he was one that put that man's wife, that man's, that man's, um, yeah, that, he that was man. yeah, in the battlefront, in the battlefront, but um, you see this guy, um, um, Peter denied Jesus. I'm just giving examples of victorians and, ex- and extremes. You see, which other one? There are many of them. You see, there are people that did see David, see all those kings in, um, of when they realized you know, the, 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 when they realized that they were sacred. Mm-hmm. I think that's in those 
repentance. Start close means you have read you have got you have read yourself of all you are trusting and you're coming again square one. David did that numerous times. He was a sinner. Mm -hmm. But each time he sinned, he came back. Okay. Here I am. Yeah. He came. So he never he literally like what I was explaining uh, uh, about the the, uh, the middle of um, the, the the open people, the liberals. Good. You keep going, but you should maintain that middle. Okay. Think that what society and everything is built on that middle line. Okay. Be, okay. Let, let, let me use the family as an example. No, wait, family, go back to the go back to the point like what you were saying about like like what were you alluding to with like using David and them like after the repentance part? Good, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm, I'm not forgetting that part. Let me let me write it down. So David and this guy. <laughs> now in a family, you have children, you have a husband, you have constant arguments. Arguments sound like a bad word, but it's not bad. Mm. And then I hear your points, hear my point, and we agree the middle line. Your children, you have complete to them, you agree the middle line. And you keep you are dead, you're in that middle. Okay. Now, David and these guys, they all the same thing. You commit sin, you do evil. Okay, we have so the thing about that uh, that analogy, I feel like it's very it's a very like naive understanding, naive understanding of God and the Bible and like like it, it's part of it like yes don't do evil and stuff like that but like that's why in terms of Christian like morality like it's not just like yes those are motivations and for Christians we believe that they are real motivations because we believe that like it's not just on earth like it's about like there's heaven and hell to it. But like, we believe that it shouldn't just be those motivations that like, because the question that like, that the guy that I was talking about, the question he has to ask is, if Jesus wasn't in heaven, would you want to be in heaven? Like what, what like, yeah, like if Jesus wasn't in heaven, would you want to be in heaven? Or would you want to just be there because, because of the good things that you hear about heaven or something like that? And so I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I remember the part in the Bible where um two women, a woman came with her two sons and told the um told Jesus to put one of them, to put two of them mm -hmm. at his right hand. Because it's not in my James place. and John. I, I, yes, not in my place to choose, but my father, but my father in heaven. Okay. So even, even himself could not determine who will be there. It's no that so what he meant, yes, that's true. So what he meant by that, so those guys they were like, okay, well, Jesus followers, you know, we deserve, you know, seats at your right hand and stuff like that. But like that's not how it really worked. What he was trying to explain was like so can you drink the cup of suffering? Yes, that's, that's what the whole human experience. It shows that this heaven thing is just fiction. No, Enjoy. that's not what it meant. That's not what it meant. Let me explain what it there meant. Many, there are many places in the Bible that still bring us this conclusion. Many, many other places that still bring us this conclusion. What he meant by will you drink this cup of this con of that's why I say cup of confusion? God forbid. We drink this cup of suffering. We drink this cup of suffering. He meant that like the disciples, like because what they thought was going to be, oh, right hand man, what they, they thought it was going to be like Buari and oh. things, like. You're my guide, my wing, all this in pleasure, you know, because we were following you, we'll take it, but like 
just like when Jesus was watching people, he was like, the person who is going to be the greatest is the person who is going to do the most serving, who is going to suffer the most for me, for Christ, not just the normal stuff, but like suffering for the kingdom, suffering for other people, for spreading the gospel. Yeah, that's, that's what he meant. Oh. By, that's what he oh. meant for the couple of suffering. Well, I, I get where you're coming from, but what my, 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 like the context I'm saying is that like heaven and hell is a motivation created by big humans. So we would not derail from the right paths. That, that, I think that's, the, and, and we can experience that heaven and hell here in our daily, when you give someone that is too poor uh, money, or you help a friend that's desperately in need, not necessarily financially, even like emotionally, or you, you spend time with them, and by the time, you, they were looking dead when you came to life place, and by the time you were leaving, they look rejuvenated. Okay. There's a way you feel inside your ass. You've done okay. something good. Mm. I, think, I think that's all what human experience here is about. Avoid sin and do good in the quote of my grand Who could have avoided violence my policy? Truth. Avoid, avoid evil and do good. I, this heaven and hell thing is, metaphor, is metaphorical. It's a motivation. It's not a place you go to. It doesn't exist. Not so what do you believe happens after you die? Yeah. That's a that's a story people have been have been have been trying to understand for millions of years. We 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 before our ancestors did it. So I don't think we should think about that. I think we should think about here how we can better do better. But like you said, like but in terms of living here too, like you said, the motivation it also. It's also important to think about what would happen to you as like what will happen to you when you die. Like, are you going to the good place or the bad place? But it's beyond. About, but it's beyond the about, motivation. Okay, this second part. This second time I see this part again, where um after God gave Peter the staff of the church, he said, "Whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Mm-hmm. Whatever you lose on earth shall be lost in heaven." What does that say to you? What does it say to you? Like, what are you trying to say? Here is the playground. Forget, forget that other thing. Forget it. It's it, 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 sweet to the ear. <laughs> forget like, Because this thing, there are many other places that we decide in the Bible that still bring us to this thing. Okay, we can go through them, but like, what he meant when he said that what to find or express was the authority that he was giving to them to do the works. That's what he was trying to impart to them that. You have the authority mm-hmm. to do this thing, and so what you pray, it's just like how he encourages us to pray. What you pray when you ask is also as like as it is like God's will on earth as it is, as it is in heaven, because there is a heaven. So that was what he meant when he was talking about that verse. But you can read other verses. This, 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 it's just like stimuli. It, they're not they're not they're not an abstract itself. It's just like as as uh, I beg, give me one those primary school thing. As this, as that, as fine as this one. <laughs> How does it <laughs> I remember anyone as gold is to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, basically, this is where they, they were not looked at in abstract form, they were looked at similarly. Whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Like, earth is exactly a reflection of heaven, and heaven is oh, exactly a reflection of earth. 
it's not if it's words nah it's not that's not what the, that's not what it meant that's not what it meant that's that's it's exactly how it was written i'm not this is but if you're reading something you have to understand the context in which it was written and the meaning of what it actually means you can't just read it word for word because anyone can take anything to from the bible i used to justify any like anything on earth so we have to understand the context and what's like they were trying to say there like it wasn't but, like earth is not earth was supposed to be a representation of heaven until sin came into the world earth in the beginning yes earth was supposed to be like just like how like even the thought of saying thinking that earth is, is direct like what's the world representation of heaven that's like it doesn't make because all this evil that happens here like it can't like it, it just can't because it was supposed to be, but man fell, sin entered, and so God was like, "Okay, I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to send what, to redeem what, you." What, what does that mean? That that will take us into a whole different different conversation about man and sin, or a bit separate. This um, the separate that tempted her and she. That will take us. That will be very very long long. But but like yeah, but that's the premise of what I'm saying. That like it's not like heaven is not like. All throughout the Bible, you will see everywhere, like it's written everywhere. Like, I, I, I think I'm watching when you create this will be continued.